What's up, people? If you can already hear the buzzing sound, M is having her deck built. And I'm M. And I'm Liv. And we're your meta sidekicks. Oh, this one. <laughs> and we're your meta sidekicks. I think Gosh. you need to leave that in. <laughs> it's really one of those days. It really is. It's one of those days. Yeah, I'm going to have a teeny tiny front porch that I'm going to put a cactus on in the middle of winter. Wait, is that where Butler's going to go? Yeah, when it's not snowing. <laughs> That's awesome. Butler is the large cactus that I got her. She's touching her microphone because there's yeah. no way you didn't hear that. <laughs> everything is litter. It's just, everything's on fire, but it's fine. So it's October. It's spoopy season. Spoopy. And uh, a few weeks ago, we went to Salem. Salem, Massachusetts. For my bachelorette party. You don't get spoopier than going to Salem for your it's celebration very, of not being single ever again. It's very on brand for us. <laughs> it really is. We made it into a business trip where I filmed the entire thing or most of it. And so if you want to see that vlog, check it out on YouTube. For sure. But I mean, going to Salem is one thing. But we didn't just go to Salem and stay like in a normal hotel. We well, stayed obviously. at the Hawthorne Hotel. Which is very haunted. It's also very pretty because it's from the, the, the olden times. I can't really think about that button. I really did. Well, the other one is the one that I like because it's... It goes with my dad jokes. The other one does not go with my dad jokes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give you a rundown of our stay in Salem, Massachusetts. I do want to say that we did get recognized while there. <laughs> Which was an interesting experience. And it was the best. Yeah, this girl found me first and passed me and was like, I saw you on TikTok. And I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I was just sitting there like staring down at the ground waiting for Liv to finish buying something at CVS. Mm -hmm. And this girl just walks by and is like, I know you from TikTok. And I was like, oh, God, that's a lot of pressure. And then she left because she was like, Ch -ch -ch, you know. Yeah. And then I walked out of CVS and I, I was like, like, that girl noticed us. I was, was like, like, what? what? What do you mean? She's like, well, she just walked there. She noticed me, you know, because like we're, we're on the internet. Right. <laughs> and I was like, no, I want to be noticed. That's like when, you know, this is like the first encounter and I missed it. So I literally told Em, I was like, where did she go? I'm going to run her down right now. I need to take a picture. She's going to think she recognized us. No, I'm going to recognize her recognizing us. And then we went into a crystal shop and then the same girl went into the same crystal shop and found Liv. So let's talk about synchronicities of that. The crystal shop shop. The crystal shop that we were in had many arrays of different cutouts of crystals, obviously, and many of them were tiny penises. <laughs> and then the girl that I joked about running down came into the same tiny shop, which was on brand with the bachelorette what do those theme. Two things have related. <laughs> it's because we're there for my bachelorette party, so we're there. Uh huh. I am. What is heterosexual? as of my understanding of my existence right now. So You're straight. <laughs> for the bachelorette party, it's funny that there was tiny dicks in a crystal shop. Okay. It's fabulous. And well, then, what does that have to do with this girl? <laughs> it's just too on brand because, you know, I didn't think that I was going to get recognized because she left, you know? All of the people in Salem, Massachusetts getting their spooky on and I'm there looking at little tiny rose quartz penises and then she comes in and she's like, are you Liv? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I am. She was ready because I told her about it. Mm -hmm. It was great. So I really hope that I wrote down in my notepad after I awkwardly got done talking to you because I was too like excited about you being excited 
that I entirely inserted both of my feet in my mouth, but I think your names are Lola and Kira, and if I am correct, hey, what's up? Also, if you see us out on the streets and whatnot, feel free to come up to us, but also expect the most awkward conversation because both Liv and I are the most awkward human beings. In the history of existence. And knowing that you know all of my trauma, however I don't know who you are, is also awkward as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in every single parallel dimension, too, we're also awkward. I don't think there's one dimension in which we're not the most awkward of tacos. Yeah, that's the programming in my brain. Socially awkward. That's why I didn't have friends. <laughs> so thank you, Lola and Kira. I really hope I got your names right. If I didn't, you still know who you are. So, oh, God. Now we're going to talk about the Hawthorne Hotel <laughs> and our bachelorette party of spoopy Salem, Massachusetts that Emily planned so lovely for me with, with Ibitha. With anxiety. Anxiety. So the Hawthorne Hotel was way better than I thought. The entire time I had severe amounts of anxiety about being haunted to the point where I wasn't going to be <laughs> able to sleep. Yeah, there was two options when I was booking hotels. It was the Hawthorne Hotel, which looked prettier and is in the central whatever of Salem, and the Merchant Hotel, which we uh, found out was a lot scarier. But the Hawthorne Hotel, supposedly the sixth floor was the most haunted. And we just so happened to have two rooms, one of which was on the fifth floor, and the second one was on the sixth floor. Guess which one Liv stayed in? (laughs) Yeah, I kind of felt bad, but also not really. She was in the fifth floor. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about our first impression of walking into the Hawthorne Hotel. First of all, I had to find where to park my car, which was a little bit of of an ordeal, but it wasn't that bad. Their parking is right next door and around the back, so if you're going there look for the parking lot behind the building because i did not know I like that how that's what we're talking about it's important if someone's got to park their slab somewhere they should know where to do it especially after the car ride we had with so many a gaggle of girls and a not so caffeinated sleep deprived olivia manning the ship that is a, a message what is it recipe for disaster so we walk in we check in they give us our cards and when we were in the elevator, there was a nice spirit of a man in those weird, like, fancy coats that have the six buttons. You know it's fancy when there's six buttons. It's called Pressing the buttons for us. Double-breasted bellhop attire. Yeah, yeah. There was a spirit of a bellhop in the elevator, and I saw this. And then when we came back down, I saw pictures of them on the wall next <laughs> to the elevator. But it's fine. But we go up to our room, and that's where uh, I start asking Liv about what spirits are haunting our rooms well i didn't even think about the difference between the fifth and the sixth floor because i Mm -hmm. i have listened to a ghost retelling haunting whatever yes but i honestly don't remember when it was or what i talked about blocked it out 100 percent. i mean i like to listen to spoopy podcasts and stuff like murder and paranormal stuff but i cannot physically watch it otherwise i will need more therapy than i already do now and i don't even have that therapy so we're off just wait until i make videos and force you to do to watch them when we go into investigations Anyways, it was when we walked into the front like area, there was like a staircase to the left and a giant grand ballroom. They have refreshments 24-7, which is also very nice. But we were sitting at the front desk and I thought that our rooms were going to be next to each other on the same floor. And when they told us that they weren't next to each other and on separate floors, aside from being a bratty person, I was like, I don't want to have them next to each other. That's really stupid. We made them far in advance. And Emily's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. The fact that we got two rooms. 
yeah. is good enough. You're so, lucky we got two rooms. Yeah, I just remember holding all of these things and waiting to see people that I haven't seen in like literally a year and a half because COVID. And um, Em's like, what? who do you want to stay in what room? And I didn't even know that you were putting us on the fifth floor until the sixth floor. And then you were like, we walked into the elevator as you were awkwardly staring at the double-breasted elevator bellhop man. And I didn't know you were doing that yet. And you just said, it's a really good thing you decided to pick the fifth floor because the sixth floor is the most haunted. And I was like, thanks for telling me that after the fact, because what if I picked the sixth one? I would have had to kill you. Yeah, because we dropped all our stuff off um, in the fifth floor first. And mm-hmm. there's actually the soul of a man that's in or our just like room. on the floor. Um, is yeah. it just in the like on the floor and not just in our room? Yeah, no, I think he watches the whole floor, but he was definitely in our room. And he was a lot more uh, happy energy than the person that haunts the sixth floor. <laughs> Which is funny because we went on a ghost hunt and the lady that was giving the ghost hunt gave us like crap about being at the Hawthorne. She was like, it's really scary, isn't it? <laughs> no one knows what haunts the sixth floor and then lives like, well, I wanted Liv to actually say something during the ghost hunt. But what's on the sixth floor, Liv? Well, the fifth floor just feels very, like, bright and cheery. And, like, you can hear the sounds of the building. You know, yeah. lights buzzing, whatever, people talking. As soon as you get to the sixth floor and the elevator doors open. It's silence. Literally, you could hear a pin drop. And the, the like, air feels heavy and cold. Much colder. Like, a couple degrees yeah yeah it was not okay so we dropped off my future sister-in-law and the my cousin and then my other best friend who is in our oom video who is uh very sensitive to things and we were like have a nice day <laughs> do you see the weird woman that haunts this floor yeah she's like tall and has her she kind of looks like um the woman that like the one woman that, that haunts the that's a saw <laughs> sorry what Oh, no, just my headphones. My headphones are making the sound of a circular saw. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about, like, a movie or something. Oh, like, no. Like, saw the movie. Well, they're, they're building your like, deck. What the heck are you talking about? I thought you could hear it, too. Maybe nope. She... Anyways. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't want you to talk That's about her. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> That's why nobody knows who haunts the sixth floor. Nobody knows. What does she look like? The lady in red. Um, She wears... She reminds me of the lady that haunts the music building at her old school she reminds me of that but way scarier the other one from our school is a lot nicer she's just more like looks down her nose at you because she doesn't really care for children that much especially ones that can't play piano well but this one's like children (laughs) i mean to them we are if i was 80 years old everyone's a child Uh i don't care if you're 40 you're a child if i'm 80 and you're 40 so we baby anyways um so she has this very scary aura to her or maybe lack thereof i'm not sure but I'm sh- um yeah you describe her i get the feeling of red and gold and it's kind of like the lady from matilda but i also have never watched that movie i've only heard people use references about the volleyball or like gym teacher who's really mean i don't know i'm asking her questions and she's like irritated by me well yeah because we're talking about how as soon as you get off the elevator, she's like, no talking, no laughing, no running, yeah. no anything. This is a quiet floor. Because I was like, why are you the one telling people to be quiet on this floor? She's, are you associated with a room? And she doesn't like want to talk to me because I'm like being sassy with her. I feel like she's associated with the f- whole floor, but yeah. just kind of like the guy on the fifth floor. I just think it's weird 
that there's just someone like shh like you're in a library <laughs> yeah she's like the nun that would hit your hands with a yeah. ruler mm-hmm 100 percent so it's interesting it's weird well the craziest thing that happened on the sixth floor because we only went up there a few times to go get our friends is uh i think it was was it the same night or the next night we went upstairs the same night okay we went back upstairs to get tessa and julie and we sat on the bed and it was clear sentience is wild in and of itself so like emotions and physically feeling things as a psychic our legs felt like we had like gravity had increased from like our hip bones down to our feet and i remember almost panicking a little bit i felt like they were like you're about to be sleeping with the fishes oh yeah that dramatic yeah like sink you to the bottom of a freaking lake type shit do you remember that it was wild well yeah i was just waiting for the saw to stop it's gonna be there but now I don't remember what I was going to say. Your so. legs and gravity increasing from the time we sat down on their bed. And then once we got in the elevator and the elevator went back to the fifth floor, it's like as soon as we walked out, it vanished. Well, yeah. I Didn't mean, they like for witches, they like wanted to test to see if you're a witch. I don't know if they did that in Salem, though, where they tied your feet to a cinder block and then threw you in the lake. Yes. Yeah. But also gravity. I don't think it's related to witches. I think it's just related to the lady that's on that floor. On that floor, if you can I increase gravity. I know, but we're gravity. in witch city. Oh, so I don't know. This uh, hotel was really weird because when you when uh, when we were walking around alone, you would see other people, other spirits, just walking as if they were going to their rooms. I would see them with candles, and they would be in like nightwear attire, like fancy long nightgown looking things. Huh, that's interesting. I never saw that. I only saw people in daytime attire. That's cool that you saw. I think it's because I was walking around at night. Mm. Yeah, it was really cool. It's like as soon as you walk in, you see people from different time periods and different eras, and I feel like it's more residual things than it is active yeah. stuff. But since time is weird and when you're seeing residual things, it's kind of like the Harry Potter like newspapers you know where they play the same image over yeah it's like mm -hmm. that it's so cool just to like wander around and you know that you're in reality where you don't see things at all just except for like the physical people that are actually there but you're walking around this place and like going up to your room and stuff and you see other people from a different time period in your mind's eye and like glimpses with your physical eyes like my eye hole holes yeah it was a fun time. Liv oh. was seeing, what, horse carriages outside? Yes, all of, but it's not even just the Hawthorne Hotel. It's like yeah, all everywhere. of Salem. Yes, it's crazy. Do you think it's because it still looks how it did? Like if they changed everything, would it still be as haunted? Like renovated it to be more modern? Because it's one of the oldest cities in like the US or some shit. I don't know. I feel like it depends on the souls and spirits that are there. Because that's kind of like what happened to the Merchant Hotel. What do you mean? They renovated it, and that's when all of the really poltergeisty stuff started happening. Well, I'm just saying, like, for residual energy, the reason why we're, like, seeing it the way it was is oh, because oh, it's oh. like they're running through the same place that was there back then. Oh, for sure. If they renovate it, I think it, it wouldn't change the residual hauntings. You would just see people walking into places that didn't make sense because it was different yeah. back then. Yeah. So if it's residual, it ain't going to change. The surroundings will change, but the haunting won't. Well, yeah. I just feel like we'd be less susceptible to, like, seeing it. 
Because literally it's just walking around on a, a cash day, seeing some woman in a nightgown walking down the hallway, looking at you and being like, <laughs> that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's just really old hotels that are like that, but that doesn't usually happen to me when I go to hotels. No? <laughs> I don't see people in fucking nightgowns walking around. No. Oh, I don't. I don't see people, but again, I, it's hard for me to see people. So going to the Hawthorne was cool. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. great. Just Salem in and of itself, like seeing people walking around parks and different things like that. Absolutely yeah. wild. So I would 100%, um, what is it, advise going to the Hawthorne Hotel, not the Merchant Hotel. There's nothing scary. wrong with the Merchant Hotel in and of itself. It's just besides a scary that man scary. that owned it. And did scary things. Have I been there? No. Would I maybe want to go there to visit it? You we were outside of it. Only during the daytime. It's a bed and breakfast. Yeah. I just don't want people to not go there. I mean, if you're not sensitive to paranormal well, people, things, then maybe don't. It's or haunted. Go. That is the lore of wanting to go there, is that it's very haunted. I don't know. After like seeing they, the things that I did and then having the person explain it to me. They advertise that it's haunted, and that's why people go there. They're also a very sought-after hotel or place to stay in Salem. I assume it's so. very fancy, and all of its credentials are much larger. <laughs> I know you don't want to stay larger. there. But other people are like, yes. Oh, gosh. I yeah. want to feel things. Of yeah. I'd like to feel the fact of eating pizza. Indigestion. You say that all the time. Same joke. Yeah, it's You're going to be one of those dads that just tell the same jokes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Hi, Hungry. Nice to meet you. Anyways, if you're a medium, the type of haunting that I think is satisfactory for my stay at a hotel is that of the Hawthorne. However, if you like a more spoopy veal, I assume that the merchant might be the type of haunting that you would like. But for me, it's not my cup of tea. So- why is that, Liv? <laughs> Do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to move on to the Seven Gables? I don't know. You brought it up. Okay. Okay. So, of the scheduled fun activities that Em and Ibby planned for me for my bachelorette party uh, was going on the Ghost City Tours. Is that what it was called? Something like that. It was Mm -hmm. a ghost tour. Mm Mm-hmm. So... We went out and there, what we had like the whole get up, you know, like the, we had witches hats, mine had a veil and then we had like little sashes that said things on them where you, you were the trophy wife, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I am your wife. Uh-huh. That's why it's funny. But uh, probably shouldn't have done that because people were making a big fuss about it, but not in the way that I thought that they would. And Abby- also our hats didn't fit. <laughs> and it was windy. <laughs> Try trying to be a cool witch and all you got to do is hold your hat. Well, my hat's just too my head's too large. It was also It was windy. too large for my head. My head was too large, so the hat was too small. That's what I'm saying. I got a chrome my dome. Head was too large. The hat was too small. Oh, I thought you said your hat was your head was too small. No, the hat was too small. Hat, mm. not head. Well, our witches' hats were too small for our dimmodome heads. So, uh, it was interesting and it was windy. And there was this one guy that was like, I want to be friends with you because I'm extremely intoxicated. So then McKenna had to scream at him. And then some people started clapping. I just tried to make it so that Did no people one. start clapping? I yes, there was. People realize. No, there was one dude behind, like next to me and oh. Tessa because Tessa was talking to him because she's too nice. So then I put myself in between her and him so that she would stop talking to him. And I was like, if we pretend he's not there, he'll know that he's not there and he'll fade away, right? And then McKenna was like, oh, oh, oh. 
and then some guy started clapping it's really funny he was like bald his uh his uh bald his sunglasses were on the back of his head and it was at nighttime well yeah I just you don't think want to have them on your eyes this nighttime. I would rather have them on my eyes at night and just you ask. Be able if to see. It would makes it more interesting. More interesting than putting your sunglasses on the back of your head. Nah. I just have a thing about people that put sunglasses on the back of their head. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It go. It falls under the category of like I don't like things that look like people but aren't people. The back of your head looks like it's staring at me, but it's not actually there. And when you're bald, it really amps it up. I'll get one of those sunglasses with a nose too. I hate you. <laughs> Just giving me fuel to screw with you. So one of the cool things that we learned about on the ghost tour after McKenna got done scaring somebody away, that wasn't very nice. Um, we took off our witch's hats and went to the Merchant Hotel. And it was cool because that's where I learned that most of Massachusetts was literally just they dug up pieces of... Water. of I just don't understand how you make most of a of a of a what is it called a state into land when it was once water. That's a lot of dirt. Mm-hmm. It boggles my mind that people are like, "There's water here, but I don't want it, so I'm just gonna." Well, it's also fill an it ocean, in. so the ocean doesn't stay in one spot. Low high, low tide, high tide, that type of thing. So if it's low tide, then you just start putting dirt places, you know shit. But then wouldn't it just wash away by the time it was? High tide is how much dirt you put down. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get <laughs> filling in like a pond or a puddle, but the ocean to be like, yeah. I am a human and I'm we going to fill, fill up the entire in. ocean. But just even of it. just to think to, that you can fill in a section of it boggles my mind. Well, they did it. <laughs> I, it, I did not think that was a thing. That is probably like the coolest fact that I learned on uh, the entire time that we were in Massachusetts is that most people were just like ants and decided to change something. But the reason why we're talking about that is the water used to come up to the one side of the Merchant Hotel. Yes. So. <laughs> so when we got up there and our tour guide, who was extremely sassy and very funny because she sweared, which is, I appreciate people that swear. Um, <laughs> really? Uh, contrary to popular belief um, or customs, I don't know. But I got up to this hotel thingy and Emily, I don't know if you were next to me or on another side of the group. There was a lot of us. I wasn't next to you the whole time. Uh Uh-huh. Tell the story. (laughs) I immediately heard screaming in my head and it wasn't my own. And I was like, I don't know. You have internal screaming. You ever seen the the meme with, with, what is it? They're in yoga class with the person that's dressed up like the Grinch and they're like, now everyone exhale and on this exhale let out all of your inner tumultuous whatever turmoil and then you have inner screams well for me yes but these were not my inner screams they were someone else's inner screams it's clear audience i hear things in my head yeah people ask us how we know the difference between our thoughts and someone else's thoughts and that's what Liv was deciphering between her own internal screaming (laughs) or someone else's because apparently she does that a lot well I'm also not somebody that screams in general you know how I don't believe you you just you just you brought up the argument that it could have been your own internal screaming so I am now assuming you always internally scream (laughs) Yeah, but my screams aren't like scare, like high pitched screams. They could you, be liter- in your head. They can you, be however you want them to be. We literally competed in a horror film contest. I know. I had to you, scream for you. However, exactly. it's happening in your head. You can scream however you like. Yeah, and if I do, it's more like a man who's lifting up a log. But you can imagine it to be higher. It's your brain. I know. Just I, do it. I would not. 
That takes too much energy. I would not. But don't don't give me uh, complaints of how you can't do it. I know you can. So someone else was screaming. In my head. <laughs> that wasn't me. And it freaked me out. And I was like, oh, it's just because I'm spooked because it's dark outside. That's when the tour was happening. It was like 930 at night. And uh, there was people around. Some dude was also harassing us, kind of. So that had me on edge because men can be scary. And... Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just going to write it off. This is my own internal screaming, even though I didn't think it was. And I'm thinking, okay, she's talking about a hotel, so there can't be any screaming. This place looks nice. It's schnazzy. Look, they got gold embroidery on their, like, Except sign. it's not a hotel that's a bed and breakfast and some scary guy used to own it. Yeah. You should tell people about it. Cause I, I also... don't know what the story was. Oh. So. Okay. So there was um, a guy who owned this place that is now in a bed and breakfast the merchant hotel the merchant hotel and i wrote his name down somewhere in our other notes his name was greg i think (laughs) (laughs) oh god hang on give me one second talk to the people tell them what's tell them what's going on Liv didn't do research for this (laughs) but she was supposed to I was supposed to, but I'm getting married in a week, and it's a lot. George Corwin. George Corwin is his name. Yes. So, this dude's name, it's George Corwin. And George Corwin, during the Salem witch trials of the 1650s, I think, right? We have no idea what we're talking about history-wise, because we have the memories of a potato. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) The name was really hard for us to remember. However, this guy really sucked he was a really really cool dude i think he was on the witch's trial and he would get uh what's the word i'm looking for he would get people that were claimed to be witches like other people would say i think this person's a witch so he would bring those people into his like quarters his house and torture them until they said so until they said that they were a witch he was the high sheriff of essex county hmm so he was the person that literally like tried everybody almost. I don't think yeah. he was. He like, was the, the judge, bad. But... He was the bad cop to get the 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 lie about them being accused as a witch. Yes. So and he would do it by strangling them until they said that they would do it. Yeah, they called him the so. strangler. <laughs> yes, they. He would strangle them until they like passed out, and then when they woke up, he would be like, "Are you a witch?" And they would be like, "No." And then he would do it over and over and over again. Or he hanging them upside down in the basement of this house that's now a beautiful five-star bed and breakfast (laughs) where you can have toast in bed or something until their internal, I don't know, bodily fluids would start running out of their head orifices. So he killed a lot of people because, uh, oh, sorry, they're telling me things. I don't know if this is true, though. Telling you what? They finished the sentence for me in my head. There's a man that talks. He's mm-hmm. like a butlery type thing. He has like one of those pocket watches and his coat or whatever, the like vest. And he's like, he used to torture people. And if they didn't confess and then he'd put them in prison and then they'd go on trial or stay in prison until the end of the witch trials. He's like, he would just torture them until they died. Yeah. Yeah. Because when the woman was telling the stories, I think she only talked about like him strangling them until he got the answer out. So when she said that, that's when I started seeing all of the people that were there that were spirits that had died there. And I was like, oh, 
oh, this is interesting. He actually kills people. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it, it's even worse because if they died, he'd be like, well, the devil killed them or Ooh, something like that. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. Well, they and they believed it. He is the devil. <laughs> yeah, I've never felt a more sinister spirit. Let's be real. Yeah, when they were talking about him, I saw this black shadow, which I mm-hmm. thought was like residual energy of him. But Liv was like, no, I think that is him. And when she said that, I like questioned it because I was like, I have never seen a person or a human soul look like this before. But also I can't talk to what I would perceive as a human soul for him. Yes. And it's scary because the only other time that I've perceived a soul that is this monstrous, like it feels like a negative, dark, demonic entity, is that of Alcatraz. Yeah. There is a spirit of a man in Alcatraz that was in solitary confinement and basically lost himself so as a spirit that's how it manifested so he is almost like becoming a dark entity Mm -hmm. but we've already touched upon in another podcast I think that may or may not have gone out that human souls can be vibrationally changed from like lower entities lower energy entities to human souls so oh, you're saying dark entities can become human souls yeah so it doesn't surprise me that human souls can revert can back, back down yeah because mm-hmm. it's been bothering me for a while that that's yeah. a thing it scares it's just, me it's literally just vibrational levels because a lot of people are like they're evil demons and it's like no that's just they're just low vibrational we're like mid-tone vibrational and then we have beings that are higher than us that are higher vibrational there's no like good or bad it's just balance push and pull yeah it's easier to go up than it is down they're telling me it's easier to go up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyways yeah in addition to perceiving the lovely person that um george corwin was lovely i mean this dude was so bad as as the the tour guide was talking to us i was seeing the impression of a woman with curly frizzy brown hair just messily put on top of her head sitting or standing in like a dress i don't remember if i told you like what she was wearing but it was very old timey but her hair was like you know the 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 crazy witch from um looney tunes where she like cackles and then hairpins (laughs) fall out it's like that but she's not wearing a hat (laughs) yeah if she were to move hairpins would just go like boink (laughs) but right after Liv says that the woman's like people see this apparition of this woman with very like poofy brown hair mm-hmm. and someone in the tour pulled up a picture and you would be able to find this picture as well from the merchant hotel the lady with brown hair and it was exactly what Liv described <laughs> I, did, I did not look at it i refused to look at it still oh you didn't look at it <laughs> no i don't want to know i already saw it in my head because i saw her standing yeah, she looked really porch. scary she's like looking like her head is down but she's looking up and her hair is like out to here like a fro but mm-hmm. it's like brown and she's wearing this like dirty nightgown looking thing yeah i should have just do my hair like that for the wedding might be pretty easy so this guy was so bad that they, uh, when he died, the townspeople of Essex County and Salem of itself refused to let him be buried in their graveyard. They're like, he killed so many innocent people and he was such a horrible human being that we're not letting your, you family of Mr. George Corwin bury your son with our people. He's too rotten and evil. So figure it out. So, you know, instead of doing like a cool like Viking send off or like, 
exploding into cheese, a Darth Vader fire pyre. I don't care. They decided to bury him in the walls of the basement. You know, the huge Casual. It's obviously, I mean, if Emily, if you don't know what to do with my body, please just stuff it in the walls. Put me in the hole where Okiku peeks through. Okiku. Just seal it up. Or put yeah. a window. I don't care. <laughs> Frame it. Put some LEDs in there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So in the 70s, I believe, the hotel or the building itself was pretty much the same until one, I think it was a real estate company, bought it and they renovated it. And when they renovated it, they were there for a few years because I think it was a shoe shop before it was a, the real estate place. But the real estate place in the 70s or something is the one that renovated it. And when they renovated it, that's when the weird shit started happening. You know, normal poltergeist. Normal poltergeisty stuff. No big deal. Why does that happen? Oh, it's because they put energy into changing things. Sorry. Yeah, it disrupts the resting frequency of the souls yeah. that are already there, so it jumbles them. Yeah, because they're like showing me. This is not going to make sense to anyone other than who I am, but they're like showing me these weird things that. They're like wind tunnels. Like, okay, at Chuck E. Cheese, you're in those weird wind tunnels and they have like little tickets that you can like catch and things like that. Mm -hmm. Imagine the uh, the places, the wind tunnel is off and all of the stuff is on the bottom, not moving. And then when you start doing the renovations, they turn the fan on and all the stuff start moving around. Mm -hmm. That's what they're showing. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I'm getting like a Tetris type thing. What? <laughs> well, in Tetris, you move the little thingy to move the ping pong ball back and forth, right? Yeah. But if you change the paddle for the Tetris thing, it's going to mess up how the ball ping pongs back and forth. It might go a lot That's faster. That's not Tetris. <laughs> What's Tetris then? Tetris is where you make the little walls and the like pieces fall down and you got to fit them in. Then what am I talking about? I don't know. Pong, probably. Some God, sort of I'm pong dumb. No, you're right. It's Pong. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Tetris doesn't make any sense. Now I understand why. <laughs> Got it. Anyways, so Pong, it's like Pong, and you change the paddle, and then the things goes all wonky. And you're like, it's going so much faster. I don't know what to do. And then you lose the game, and you're like, gosh darn it, high score's gone. Not Tetris. So the real estate company had their high score beaten, and they uh, had game over, and it resulted in them catching... <laughs> Uh, I guess on one of the video cameras that they installed or something, because weird things was going were going on, and the people that were in the office would just blame it on each other, like, oh, you moved my stapler. How dare you, Roger? Get me pack my swing line! And um, they didn't think too much of it, but then when they installed, like, little cameras and things like that, there was one instance where they were going to, like, catch the person that had been doing little weird pranks to everybody in the office. It was me. <laughs> And I guess what happened was something weird happened in the room and then the camera cut off to the black and white cool static. Mm. And then when the camera popped back on, also me. all of the garbage cans in the building were stacked in a pyramid in front of the freaking camera. It was actually just in a formation of my face going like this with my thumb up. It was me. <laughs> wow. So that's a really fun time. And then... I don't remember. People said that they experienced feeling strangled, you know, the usual. Yeah. And gar ga garbage cans were being stacked perfectly. Like, remember when cup stacking, professional cup See, stacking Tetris. with a thing? Oh, that's Tetris? 
I'm being manipulated. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like Tetris. It's like the garbage cans. No, you just don't know what the game's called. Yeah, you're correct. You are very correct. I played Donkey Kong. Anyways, so... Can't get close enough to my microphone so you can hear my soul free voice. Then, one night after this weird stuff was happening, the people in the... um. What is it called? The real estate agency were like, yeah, it's fine. The garbage cans are just neatly organized. It's a different way to do things. It's great. They decided to have their Christmas party. And during the Christmas party, there was this girl that wanted to go outside and take a cute picture because she's like, oh my God, I look so good. It's great. La 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 la. And when they took the Polaroid picture, she wasn't even in the picture at all. It wasn't like, here's the fa la la girl with this weird, crazy hair staticky you know what do you want to call her scary lady the lady with the crazy brown hair yeah it wasn't both of them it was just the lady with the crazy brown hair that mm-hmm. i was seeing so lovely on the front porch yeah you want to see a picture of her no <laughs> you better not have pulled it up i hate you get out of here i'm gonna take my glasses off <laughs> so she's nice and blurry so that is george corwin and the scary brown-haired lady from the merchant hotel but um yeah i think they found his body in the walls i honestly don't remember but that was the thing which is not fun stop looking for it (laughs) i'm not gonna look at it i want to see it okay so we'll go back to the seven gables we're going to continue on our ghost hunt for our ghost city tours there was a oh that's what i wanted to talk about okay i found it no Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. I'm not looking. So this George Corwin guy. Takes glasses off. You're not going to be able to read your this, notes. I'm going to put them two inches from my face. I don't have problems seeing things. Can you actually things. read? Yeah, I can it's see things. Blurry. I can see things close up. I just can't see things far away. My eyes are like footballs. Think of Dora the Explorer. That's the shape of my eyes. Anyways, so George Corwin, who was the owner or one of the original owners of the Merchant Hotel, also known as the High Sheriff of Exit. Essex County, a.k.a. The Strangler, which only makes me think about the guy from Spongebob. The Strangler! You remember? The big fish with the weird mustache and the comb over? Yeah, I think I, um... I think I used that as a meme in one of our videos. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So, there is a curse. And if you guys don't know about it, I'm gonna tell you about it. Because when we were here, the lovely lady tour guide touched upon this curse so since george corwin was the high sheriff of essex county he is the one that would sometimes carry out the some of the salem people that he killed i mean he killed a lot of people so it doesn't matter he's a a duty head duty head so there's this story of a curse that essex county itself cannot have a sheriff anymore because one of the many people that George Corwin ended their lives of was that of Giles Corey. Giles Corey is one of the people that you will find at the um, the Witch's Memorial. 
which I think has a different name. It's like something Cliffs, but it's very beautiful. And we're going to talk about that too. Was that the man that was pressed? Yes. Giles Corey was the old man who was pressed to death. And every time the strangler would come over and say, how do you plead? Because literally you had two options in this, in the witch trials. You either pleaded guilty and they would put you in, in um, the jail and wait to try you, or you pleaded not guilty and they would still hang you. Because they're like, you can say whatever you want, but it's the devil. It's not you. You're guilty. So it, it doesn't matter. So Giles Corey is a uh, interesting human being because his wife was also accused of witchcraft and like arrested. But when his wife was accused of witchcraft, he was like, yeah, she's a witch. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, only the, the what is it? The warlock of a witch would say that his wife is a witch. <laughs> yeah, I don't so- remember how he got accused. But the reason why he didn't plea is because he didn't want to give up his property. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny because every time he would go out there, to, they'd put another boulder on top of him. And George Corwin would be like, how do you plea? He would say just more weight. And I think it's funny. It makes me think about... Um, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, because Liv kind of skipped the story, this uh, man w- did not plea guilty. He told them... okay. This man did not plead guilty, so they decided that they were going to press him until he plead something. So they did that by putting boulders on top of him and just giving him more and more weight because every time they asked him, he did not plead, yes, I'm guilty, no, I'm not guilty. So he would just say, more weight, and they would just keep putting weight on him, on him, on him until the very end where, who was it that was like jumping on top of him? George Corwin. They put George a, Corwin. They put a board over him first and yes. then would put and stones on it. And then they put stones it. on top of him. Mm-hmm. And his, like, he had so much pressure underneath him that, or on top of him, that his, like, mouth was open, his tongue was being stuck out. And this George Corwin guy at the very end was literally, like, jumping up and down trying to get this guy to plea something. Mm-hmm. So he died being pressed to death. So he's the only one that was like not hanged to death he was pressed to death yeah it's a pretty badass move if you ask me it's probably the coolest way if you're gonna do anything to be i mean like, screw equally you. a dick however well exactly that's why i have conflicting feelings about it but yeah. if you're gonna be a dick at least do it in a way where you're like most people are dicks i feel like a lot of people are dicks but they're actually not dicks like, they're just babies so when as soon as you well, challenge yeah. them they're like oh wait oh wait he was a dick but he was a dick to the end and that is a hundred percent admirable in my book. I'm pretty sure he was the one that accused his wife of being a witch Possibly. because he was like upset that he, she wasn't listening to him or something. I don't remember the story, but like I don't remember. It sounded like she was also a dick too, and they were just both angry she, old people. He was the reason she was in prison, and then somehow he got accused of being a witch. So then they wanted to get a plea out of him. He refused to plea. So. They pressed him to death because I feel like you have to get a plea of, yes, I'm guilty. No, I'm not guilty for them to do anything. He just didn't. He didn't care. Yeah. And for the longest time, technically, his death was a murder <laughs> because yeah. he didn't plea. They couldn't charge him of anything. So, But didn't was, they like say that it wasn't a murder because of whatever reason? They said that he was like, it was like evading the law or something, which is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then many, 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 many years later, I think they acquitted the accusation but the accusation itself was like because at that point at that point george corwin had died george corwin died so 
Giles Corey, I think his wife ended up surviving, but Giles Corey, after being pressed to death, uh, I mean, when you're pressed, like, things come out of your orifices, so not cool, but he died in a really badass way, if you ask me. The interesting thing about George Corbin is he died very soon after. He was, like, the youngest person to be the high sheriff of Essex County, but he died before he was, like, 30, I think. He was, like, 28 or something when he died. And, yeah, and all he... of the sheriffs kept dying because of the weird curse, because the guy that was being pressed cursed them. Yes, before... Oh, yeah, that's what you were going to say. His last <laughs> words was, I curse you, George Corwin, and, you know, all of the people that come after you or something like that. I forget what his final words were, but... Yeah, he's the one that put the curse on the town, so when he did that, essentially they couldn't have a sheriff for more than a few years or so. Well, the thing is, is that George Corwin died a few years later. And when he did, he had like blood coming out of his mouth. So they were like, just like Giles Corey did when he died, Giles cursed him. And now he's dying the same way he did, you know? Well, similarly. Similarly. Well, yeah, it's Something like, internal happened. Like, but the guy after them had similar problems. And I don't know if they had a guy after them. Because they started getting scared because of the curse. <laughs> well, I think they had a guy until like the 70s or something. They had high sheriffs of Essex County for like years and years and years afterward, but everyone would die the same way. He would like go somewhere and then they would find him and he just had like blood out of the corner of his mouth and he was not okay anymore. He's taking the big nap. Didn't you figure out why? Like, yeah, that's like what I'm going was? for. My really long roundabout way. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody believes that the curse is that of Giles Corey and he's this horrible, horrible man. When we were at the Merchant's Hotel and I was listening to all of these souls and screaming in my own head, they told me that, which I, I mean, I never thought about this curse since the time I listened to the Hawthorne Hotel and all of the other stuff about it, which was years ago. It popped into my head and they're like, the curse is not of Giles Corey. The curse ended when George Corwin died. So all of these subsequent curses is not that Giles Corey is cursing the high sheriffs of Essex County. It's that once George Corwin died, his horrible satanic soul is the one that is carrying out that curse because he does not see fit anyone else to have his position of power. He's the one that's killing them. Oh, so the same scary guy. Yes. <laughs> the one that's losing himself and turning into a demon. Oh, that's why he's still there. Yes. So I was like, I don't understand why you're still here. You're the, like such a dick. The curse is not of Giles Corey. It ended when he got justification and ju like righteous retribution. When yeah, so the guy that was in the Merchant Hotel that was literally a shadow walking across the grounds that I was seeing is the one upholding this curse. Yes, because they are taking his power and he does not think that he is done being the high sheriff of Essex County. Isn't he a really cool dude? <laughs> so give that to the internet. It's not okay. Yeah, it's scary because I don't understand how a spirit can do something like that. <laughs> yeah, so... Where is there wood? I don't know. Do I need to do something now? I'm not going to try. You're not and take, a sheriff. I'm not going to try and take his power. I'm not about that life. So, yeah. Who do you want to talk about next on the ghost tour? Um, I don't know if you remember. We went to that one house and you were telling me about some woman that they were talking to. I have no idea what the story was. The woman that was holding gold? Possibly. Or there. you can talk to the lady that was... Wasn't she, like, hit over the head? And there were two men fighting over her? 
Oh, the lady in the blue dress. There's a lady, or a woman in a blue dress, and she is said to haunt a building that is now called, like, what is one of the tycoons from the period in which everybody owned everything? What it, Monopolies were a thing. Vanderbilt. Morgan. I don't know. Wasn't it a restaurant? Yeah, it was a restaurant, but it had a name from one of the... the I don't remember what the restaurant was Money tycoons were called. Rockefellers. Yeah, we went there once. Yeah, it sounded like Rockefeller. That's how I was remembering it. That's how I remembered names. It's associating with them with things that sound like it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) Rockefellers. And we also went there for dinner. Highly recommend. They give you really strong gin drinks. So if you want to have a really strong martini, go there. And their food was also absolutely delectable. But you should talk about the lady in blue. I don't remember the story. You just told me to give you a topic. Oh, okay. So there was a girl who was an indentured servant. If you don't know what an indentured servant is, it was very, very, um, what is it, common during colonial times in America when we decided to be dicks and take over a place that wasn't ours. But anyways... During the colonial times, an indentured servant was somebody that would basically sign a contract with somebody that would pay for their lodging, home, and shipment of themselves to the colonies or anywhere else. You didn't. You could be an indentured servant in Europe too. But basically the deal was you said, I will be your servant for this amount of years and then you're in return, I'm going to do all of these things for you without payment. And it was really hard to get out of indentured servitude because a lot of the time they would be like, there was a loophole in the contract. And they're like, but I don't even have shoelaces. I don't know how to do the loop-de-loop and pull. And they're like, exactly. Ha ha. You're going to be my servant forever, but technically you're not. So it's legal. So she was an indentured servant of this dude who really liked her. He was like, you got a pretty face. And she's like, you're disgusting because you're really old and I'm like pretty and I have the whole world ahead of me. And he's like, no, I want you to be my boo thing. And she's like, you smell like cheese and you're like my grandpa. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) So this indentured servant girl, I think her name was Sarah, supposedly, she fell in love with this guy that was like, I love you too, baby. We're going to, we're going to paint the town. But he also was a ship person because Massachusetts decided to fill in the ocean and also was a really cool place for ships to be because it was where they were filling in the ocean and other things like, I think it was sugar, molasses, and tea was their thing. A lot of them was. Anyways. So she fell in love with this guy and they were going to get married. And then that would like probably break her indentured servitude. And what happened was they were going down this street that is across the street from Rockefeller's. And she like was walking hand in hand in her blue dress. And I guess back then blue dresses were the color for weddings, not white. And this guy that was like, oh, I'm your grandpa, but I want you to be my wife. And they weren't related, but you know what I'm saying. Um, Got offended and there was an altercation between him and this girl, Sarah, in the blue dresses boo thing that she was about to go like, oh, my God, I love you for better and worse. And what happened was instead of punching Sarah's hubby dude guy in the face, he ended up like shooting Sarah and then she died in the streets and then her person that was supposed to love her for worse or for better decided no, to... No, I thought that he was, like, swinging this plank and the guy, like, ducked, but Sarah was behind her or, like, behind him. So the big dude smacked Sarah so hard in the head that she died. 
There we go. And then there was a gun and someone got shot. I thought there was a gun and someone got shot in the left shoulder. That's what I was feeling. But oh, the, that's why you're talking about it. Yeah, and the lady said that there was a plank, like you said, that hit her in the head. But yeah. the, instead of like standing up for his lady that he was going to marry for the rest of his life and live happily ever after, according to the tour guide, they corroborated. And the two men worked together to bury Sarah in the floorboards of this church that we were next to or in the street of Rockefellers or something like that. And... And what happened was they paid off the preacher dude that was going to officiate their marriage. And then the other guy that she was getting married to literally just went off to sea. Never came back. Well, yeah, because they're covering up basically a murder. <laughs> they killed that girl. Yeah. Yeah. So now she's had to said to haunt Rockefellers. And they have this like little mural that is not... Uh, Co-aesthetic to the time frame. It's very like a great. I don't Gatsby think that was themed. of her. She's in a red, a blue dress. I know, but I don't think that that was her. Maybe it was supposed to be of her, but I don't think so. I think it's inspired. Maybe. Oh, I don't think because I looked of her. at I looked at that mural and told you I was like, is that what the lady looks like? Because that's not what I see. Oh yeah, I don't see her like that either. But uh, yeah, I think it was inspired from the lore or the story. Yeah, there's chandeliers in this place, and they supposedly rock back and forth mysteriously. Like, you know. losing their mind. And then this yeah. one girl... The people, the spirits swing from the chandelier, you know that song? <laughs> it's not Sarah, it's Sia. We got it wrong. Sia. <laughs> so that was a good one. But, yeah, what else did we do? Do you want to talk about the Pirates Museum? Was it the Pirate? No. It was the Witches Museum. Okay. And the graveyard. The Witches Museum was horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the Witches Museum, there is this company that creates a whole bunch of different museums and tells you about different people. So, they have the Pirates Museum, the Witches History Museum, and then they have the Witches Dungeons Museum. And we went to the Witches Dungeons Museum and the Pirates one, but we're talking about the witch Witches Dungeons. And this place was horrifying because... They created, like, replicas of what the cells would be like. And essentially, there was this, I would say, I don't know, like, 14 or 20 feet by, like, 5 feet, 6 feet, where they would keep a whole bunch of people that would be, like, tied or chained up, and it would be in complete darkness. They would have water filled up to, like, their knees, and then they had different cells that you could purchase. So if you were very wealthy, you would have a bigger cell, which was like six feet by six feet. However, most people, because they were not wealthy, they had a cell that basically allowed you to stand and that was it. So it was basically like maybe two feet by two feet. So we're walking through like the the replicas of these cells in the dungeon and all of these weird things that they were had down in this basement and that's when we get to like this I don't know rendition of them hanging people and at that point this entire time I'm feeling like very sick because the energy down there is very dark and it's not that this place was the dungeon it's literally they created a replica to show people how awful it was and if it was the actual dungeon, it would be so unbelievably worse. But there was this dark thing 
that was sitting next to they had like dummies that were playing the part of people being hung in the end part of this like tour or whatever so there was a dark entity that was literally sitting next to the people watching these people get hung yeah all they had was one like of the actual prison itself was that one beam you talked about that right what do you mean they had one beam from the original prison on display in the witch's museum so I think that's why you were able to feel that much, not just because they talk about it, but because there was an actual beam oh, from the that's place where about. the people were held. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. I didn't think about it like that. Fun fact, they had to tell us not to lick the beam because people do all the time. <laughs> so given the fact that Em just told you all those horrible despair and sorrowful things, you want to lick the beam? Who would do that? Who would lick the beam? Yeah, there was literally, like, a shadow figure that was sitting next to the dummies in that last display case mm-hmm. that no one else was seeing. And I was like... <laughs> I didn't see it either, but Just it also... literal <laughs> casually sitting there, and I was like, oh, okay. I was really bothered by the fact that people would lick a wooden beam. I like how that's the thing that bothered you about that basement. Well, there was a lot of things that bothered for me, but I was trying to okay. focus on that one because I thought it was the funniest and also the silliest at the same time. Like, just absolutely yeah, it was horrifying down there. They're like in a 10, like, I think it was like a three foot space or something. They'd have like 10 people in one cell. Yeah. There was uh, places that was like two foot by a three feet and they would try to fit three people into that. Most of them, they're called coffin cells and mm-hmm. they were literally just big enough to fit yourself in them. You can't move. You just stand there. And you're chained up so that you can't move. Sardines have more room. (laughs) And basically the way that you get into this like dungeon is they would ask you to plead guilty or not guilty. If you plead not guilty, they would put you in this prison until you decided otherwise Mm -hmm. (laughs) or until the like sentence was up. And you'd have to pay for your own stay. Yep. You would have to pay for your own stay. They also would put, I think it was steel or was it lead? Iron. Iron. They put iron uh, cuffs on you, which is super, super heavy and super, super expensive. And they would make you pay for it. Yeah. You'd have your but, feet and your hands shackled in iron because they thought that it would yeah. keep you from casting witchcraft. Yeah. They thought it would prevent the spells of undoing it and freeing yourself. So you had to pay for your own... Uh, Shackles. shackles you also had to pay for your own cell your rent your cell and you also had to pay for your food yeah and you were literally standing not to butt with other people for years and if you couldn't pay it you could continue to stay down there so after the salem witch trials if you hadn't paid or your family didn't pay for you to be staying in there you would continue serving your time and just continue to rack up that bill yeah so you'd be really bad in prison for not paying your bills <laughs> instead of now being a witch yeah. If you want to talk about any type of sense in which, like, the Salem witch trials was based on, don't, because there's not any. There's literally not any. Not a single fucking ounce of it. Yeah, that place was really bad. That basement was absolutely disgusting. Just being down there made me sick. Yeah. That's cool. I like how they created that downstairs, you know? It's fully created. Don't lick the beam. You might get possessed by demons. I just... <laughs> It's not even possessed by demons. You're just going to get gone and hit the serpolates. <laughs> also, it's disrespectful. Also, it's weird. Germs. It Germs. We also made brooms. That was a really fun time. Or really, really talk about time. the seven gables. Yeah, I was going to save that for last. Oh, oh, oh. 
M made a broom. I made a broom. It probably will be in the video. We made witches' brooms. They're really cute. At the uh, the witchery, we talk about why we they we made them the way that we did in the video. So go watch the video. It's cute. And then you can see them. It'll be more fun if you could see them. <laughs> yeah, I was very nervous because doing arts and crafts puts a lot of pressure on me. I was in band. I didn't have to do art class. So yeah, I made live draw an aura reading. And if you guys are interested in aura drawing readings, join Patreon. It's exclusive service. Yeah, it was very stressful. It took me a long time just to color in colors. <laughs> yeah, just to color a rainbow around someone. Not even drawing things. So we also went to the house with the Scab and Gables, and that was probably my favorite thing ever. Not ever. But it was really cool. It was a really great little place. They got yeah, a lot we of- also went to the ocean, and I touched hermit crabs. <gasps> yeah. What else did I do? Well, climbed we climbed tree. trees. You oh. could tell them about the tree. <laughs> oh, guys, we went to the... Well, it was Willow Park? Yeah, Willow Park. They have trees there that are so old. So old. It kills me. They're like... We climbed them. Eight feet around. Poorly. <laughs> no, it was great. I'm sure everybody saw my underwear because I was oh, in a skirt Oh, they definitely that. did. <laughs> I was in a skirt that day. I was wearing pink underwear. It's fine. She didn't care. I, no, I was too busy climbing the trees we were and touching too busy. Them. Not trying not to fall out of the tree. Dude, it was so much fun. I've ne- that that was my favorite thing ever, honestly. Climbing those trees. I've never touched a tree that's that old before. It was like seven or eight feet long in diameter. So figure out that circumference with Pythagorean theorem or whatever. It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. There was a beech tree that had like reddish leaves and she was fabulous. She like with very clear cognizant and very clear audience. Also, if you're new to the podcast, we can talk to plants. It's a thing. Yeah. Plants have consciousness, so it makes veganism interesting. No, it doesn't. People like to say that to us. Yeah, they're like, what are you going to do about what it? What am I going to eat now? We have a viral TikTok, like one of the very first ones, and it's like where I'm talking to a tree that is not as old as these ones, but is also very old. And they're like, yeah, well, how do you think that tree feels about having a hook put into it? Trees don't view things that way because they're not people. You're anthropomorphizing. We're literally a house for, like, the environment. It literally creates shelter for things to live in it. So eating them is kind of the same thing. Anyways, um, so there was this really big, beautiful beech tree. And then there was also another big, beautiful, um, what was the other one? I have no idea what either one of them are. I forget what the other one was. He has a really spongy bark that was cool. And he was like, if you could fly, maybe you could get onto this other branch. She made it to the other branch. I thought she was going to die. It's fine. Yeah, it was I great. I also saw her underwear. <laughs> it was pink. Did you enjoy it? I was just making sure you weren't going to fall. Because mm. uh, I did such a good job catching your friend's phone from the tree that I was going to do an even poorer job <laughs> catching you. <laughs> It was so cool. The other tree, I forget what he was, but he had this like really cool spongy bark and McKenna and I wanted to take a picture on this other branch that you had to like climb, jump, scurry like a koala to get to. And Em's like, you could do it. It's fine. This is easy. And now you're like, yeah, enabler. I was hoping that you weren't going to die. I'm an enabler. It does not matter. <laughs> I'm aware. And I, I didn't die. So it's fine. But uh, yeah. It was a great time. This male, this other male tree with the spongy bark also had more uh, kind of like a female essence to her as well. Also, I need to tell you that since Bradley is obsessed with tree, if you don't know who Bradley is, Bradley's the man that I'm marrying in like 10 days. Um, trees can be male and female at the same time. You 
told me that. I no, I didn't know that. I what I are you per- talking about spiritually. I perceive trees as having the ability to be both male and female, either yes. an equal or unequal, but equaling a hundred percent. Correct. Okay. It's biologically possible. Oh, that's what you mean. Yes. I was like, you told me that. It's not a surprise. They're called like dimorphic or something, where the tree will have male parts and female parts to be able to either have babies with itself or babies with other trees. Isn't that everything though? No, some like all plants. Some plants like are flowers. Not all plants are like that. Some are male and some are female. Weird. That's why I, I didn't know if my claim of this tree can feel like it's male and female was actually accurate to the spiritual things that I was perceiving. Because sometimes spiritual things are just weird and there's no explanation for it. But scientifically, it's possible too. Well, you should show me an actual biological male plant and biological female plant. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> it was a great time. I loved climbing both of those trees. I did not die. Em saw my pink underwear. All of you now know that I was wearing pink underwear. It wasn't very, like, e- expressive. You know, like, Hanes, like, the stuff you just buy because like, you need underwear. You don't need to describe your underwear on the internet. I do because people are going to be like, oh, my God, let's fantasize about our underwear. If they're weird you're like that. you're making it worse. No, I'm making it better. I'm telling you right now, it was not fancy. So, there. I don't own fancy underwear. It takes too much time. <laughs> She's really got her uh, sounds on on her phone. Yeah. My mother's bothering me. Because <laughs> I have 10 days until I explode into cheese. Yeah, that's what happens when you get married. You become cheese. So the seven gables. You should talk more than I am because I'm about to die. About to die about what? My voice. I've been talking to all this this whole time. This whole time. And yeah, because I have no idea. I was I was nervous the entire time. Of doing this podcast? My or? shell was... No, when we were at Salem, my shell was there. It looked like I was there. I was not there. So, we went to the Seven Gables. <laughs> Is the Seven Gables 500 years old? Like, the uh, the Shadow Man Manor? Because it looks like the Shadow Man Manor. Yeah, because if the witch trials were in 16-something and it was there probably before the witch trials and it's now, that's a lot. Yeah, because it's one of those places that has that big open, like, fire to cook your things with that's in the kitchen. Yeah. This place was also, like, if you were a tall dude, you were not standing up straight. (laughs) It was expensive to have high ceilings. Yeah, it was expensive because you had to insulate your house. So the fancy bedrooms were a little bit taller than the rest of the house. It was also, yeah, it was more expensive because it didn't heat it. And then there was like a tax on wood. So you'd have to, you could only get wood longer as or as long as the king deemed it necessary or something. Interesting. I remember learning that and then the thing that they used to make toast. Yeah, it's a fun time. It looks like a squiggly brand. They're like, you put the slices of the bread in here and then you stick it in the oven and hope for the best. Did you know that 50% of deaths was because the people had to cook things? It was really hard to just make some toast. You didn't know if you were going to get some butter on it or die. But yeah, well, when we were in the uh, the dining room, they had things like set up as if it would be back then. And when we were in the dining room, I saw I it looked like residual energy of a woman bringing out a casserole looking type of dish but it looked different than the stuff that they had on display because what they had on display I believe was like very florally and white and colored however what she was taking out was blue and it was ceramic so that was interesting I watched her 
come out one of the doors and in my mind's eye this was happening and put that out on the table while this man was talking about her <laughs> and then there was also I don't remember a lot of the information but there was a place in which you can go up to the top floor the attic area but it was like a secret entrance type of deal yeah so there's like I don't know like a bookshelf looking thing and you hit like some weird thing and the bookshelf would open and then you'd go up these really tiny narrow stairs that like literally spiral case up to the second floor and then you would come out another like weird bookshelf wall looking thing because there's like there were like buttons in weird places that you would not think of so under this underneath this little nook thing there was this button that allowed the door to open so there were fun places like that but this place also had a beautiful garden absolutely beautiful garden and when we were in the garden Liv and I started talking about the souls that we saw there and Liv started talking about a woman that really liked her garden yeah there was like an older woman there and she was talking about how much she liked it and all the roses and things she said that it used to be more extravagant even though it was the same size and that she understands that gardeners nowadays don't have as much time to actually do gardening she's like because they don't live on the premises they have to take care of other people's gardens but we had a really lovely gardener here and he lived here and made sure that it was beautiful for me and there were fairies in the garden that looked like butterflies oh yeah i forgot about that (laughs) i talked i really liked the fact that the kitchen or the dine like the formal dining room area was that like bluish teal color because mm-hmm. they're like you know what's fancy because this color had ah. to take copper in the paint to make it that color so like the statue of liberty that's the color of the room and they're like that's why copper was in that paint so it was expansive got you because all of the wallpaper apparently was hand painted mm-hmm. and they used stuff to like replicate the wallpaper and the house had a couple different people that owned it and Nathaniel Hawthorne, the man that owned or started the hotel that we stayed at, the Hawthorne Hotel, was the, like, second or cousin of Sarah, Sarah something, who is the one that at one point owned and operated the House of the Seven Gables herself. So, it was really cool. Yeah, Sarah's the one that, like, all those people died in her family and she oh. was the last woman left. It was so Susanna she- Ingersoll. So she never got married because she wanted to keep the house under her name. Mm -hmm. Because if she got married, her husband would own the house. Which is dumb. Which is why she never married. Because she's she's a boss-ass bitch. Also a baddie. Also a baddie. (laughs) Um, What else? The House of the Seven Gables also used to not have seven gables. And uh, if you don't know what a gable is, it's where the two sides of each roof meet. So there's seven of them, hence the name. But at one point, some dude was like, I don't like them anymore. So he just, like, knocked a whole bunch off. And then, again, they rebuilt them again. They, like, had it, added on to it. And then one dude was like, I don't like the additions, knocked them off, and then they redid it again. Something like that. They had a little replica. Yeah, they started off with uh, one gable and then they continued to add on to the house to make it bigger and whatnot. And that was the style back then is to have gables. However, at some point the man was like, it's not in style to have gables. So they tried to remove the gables, but I don't know. Now there's seven gables, right? There's still seven now. Yes. They added them back on. Yes. 
You are correct. On the tour, they have like this little house that like explains it, and the guy like puts it together and takes it apart and that type of fun thing. And he was also related to the people that lived there. He's a descendant. Which is coincidental. He was also extremely adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Making people feel uncomfortable that we don't know. (laughs) Well, he was. Don't be charming if you don't want people to call you charming. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean it in like a non-cootie way. I would... You have too many cooties to mean it in a non-cootie way. Says nothing. I tell people how I feel about them. And it's usually only good things. Otherwise, I tell Emily how I feel about you. (laughs) I won't tell you. Behind your back. I'll tell Emily. (laughs) Yep. You got anything else? I don't think I would use the word charming to describe you, though. Yeah, I wouldn't either. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's about it. If there's any other things that we didn't talk about, like the Pirates Museum and... uh, the witch's memorial. Oh, did you want to talk about the witch's memorial and the person yeah, inside of it? I literally, what do you mean inside of it? I saw a woman because it was the, uh, it's literally a cemetery. Yeah. I saw a woman plain sight in front of me who was completely white. Mm-hmm. And then the kids that were playing and how we both were like, it's it, like, not disrespectful. She actually <laughs> likes it. Because we went to the memorial a few days or like a couple days after we got there so at this point i'm like used to seeing people that aren't actually there because my mediumship works in a very physical manner so we're walking around at night this witch's memorial and i'm walking i'm the first one in our group and i'm looking back and forth and i look at this tree and there's literally a woman that is entirely white and when i say white i don't mean caucasian white she was the color white entirely staring at me and i look back at her i was like freaked out because i was like i just saw a fucking ghost and i know i'm a psychic medium i'm supposed to be used to that but you know it's a an odd experience because i didn't realize there was someone there because there wasn't someone there (laughs) but we went back the day after and i'm telling Liv i saw this woman that was entirely white and she was like that's the essence of the graveyard so we did a graveyard video where we talk about the gatekeeper of the graveyard Mm -hmm. and she is the gatekeeper of the graveyard yes because this the witch's memorial um obviously they didn't have like the bodies of the people but they created this memorial for all of the people that died during the witch's trials and they look like these like stone benches almost and they're in this type of circle and to enter this like semicircle of the stone benches there's the words that they said that people like didn't necessarily listen to it's written in stone on the ground and it's written on stone on the ground because it represents that no one listened to their cries for help so it is waiting away and is being ignored as these people are walking into the memorial that's the like um kind of like artistic idea around why it's there around there's like a fenced in place around the back of this memorial that is the cemetery for all of the people that uh within the town but right outside like the the opposite side of the gate you have three larger headstones or a couple larger headstones no there's an entire cemetery back there yeah of the people that like What's the right word I'm looking for? Stood by and did nothing while people were 
absolutely monstrously murdered in front of them for a cause that was so ridiculous that it they were hurts the people, my soul. They were the people that were responsible for, like, murdering these people. They were the people that were responsible for claiming that they were witches. They weren't the ones, like, accusing necessarily, but they were the people in power that put people to death. It was, <laughs> well, you. it's the whole cemetery where all of the townspeople were buried of that time. But there's also the like the larger headstones right at the very back on the other side of the gate, and those were the judges. Yeah, yeah. And they were facing away from the. They were facing away from the memorial to represent that they. They what have is the right word I'm looking for. It's that the judges have to look that now there's a beautiful space for the people that they ended their lives for. Got you. It's because they weren't oh, talked no. about. They were facing away from the memorial because they turned their backs on them mm-hmm. that was the word i was looking for it's like the rest of the people in the cemetery they didn't do anything they just stood by and let it happen yeah so it was facing away from the memorial mm-hmm. so it was really great you were talking about little kids yeah the kids that were playing in the cemetery and the you and i little kids yes and yes. you you were watching with a lady in white and i don't think i could really see her but i was trying to focus on her because you were talking about her and one of the people in the party made a comment about like kids shouldn't be playing in there that's dumb and we were like no no no, she really likes it yeah because the memorial place is really like light and happy it's like surrounded in gold energy mm-hmm. weren't you saying something about the trees i don't remember okay what did I say about the trees? I don't know. The trees are t- reminding me that you said something, but I don't know what you said. Oh, I don't know either. <laughs> if you don't know... It's a mystery. Weesh, no. But if you guys want this and more content, there will be a longer... It's not going to be longer. This is a pretty long episode. But <laughs> we have all of the vloggy style videos that we took on our excursion to Salem, Massachusetts on our YouTube channel. There'll be a link in the show notes, and we're going to talk about dad jokes. Also, before we get into dad, do- dad, mm-hmm. dad jokes, it's spoopy season, and we're planning on doing a live stream on a location at the end of October. We are planning on doing it, like, the 23rd or 24th. It depends, because it's going to be, like, really early in the morning when we're actually on a location. The location is going to be revealed once we are at that place doing the live stream so make sure that you tune into our instagram and our other socials so that you don't miss that live stream but we're going to be going live on youtube it's gonna be really interesting yeah that's gonna be our first live stream to start or launch our weekly live streams Mm-hmm. That are going to be happening on like what day? Thursdays? Yeah, we're going to do it on Thursdays. I uh, have a person, her name's Janelle, and she's going to live stream with me. And sometimes Liv will show up, maybe. I don't know if she has readings. Yeah, Liv I do. Busy. want to show up though and play video games because I am not good at them. <laughs> well, I want to do like video games, like start designing a tarot deck, uh, make fairy houses, things like that. It's going to be So a it'll good be time. a lot of topics, but. Spoopy video games. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys would feel so inclined, if you like the podcast, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can leave reviews for this podcast, we would appreciate it. And in your review of our podcast, would you please put a dad joke or something funny that you liked in here? Somebody gave us a dad joke and titled their five-star review, Duty Heads, which was absolutely lovely. So there are some people 
that can't post reviews on um, Spotify or the other type of servers that you put reviews on, except Apple Podcasts, which I guess you can do. So Crystal sent us in a review to our email. She put, here is podcast review because I can't do it on Spotify. Wonderful. (laughs) She gave us two, but I'm going to read one for right now because it's funny. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do melons have to get married? Because they're round. That is shapist. You're a jowl. Because they can't elope. I don't get it. Cantaloupe? Ew. I hate cantaloupe. <laughs> oh, Fennel loves cantaloupe. I give her those big, like, long pieces. I'll just cut them in, like, this half circle, you know? She puts the whole thing in her mouth and then walks away. And then she'll come back with her mouth slightly open and her tongue stuck out just to poke. And I know it's still in her mouth, so I have to say, you can't have more until you finish that one. And then she starts eating it. <laughs> she tries to get more. She tries to just put it in her mouth like a squirrel. Play fluff, fluff. Was it Fluffy Bunny? Oh, I forgot about that reading. I don't know what the what the thing was, but we were talking to somebody who used to like to Fluffy Bunny play that. I guess I think you- that's what it's called, where you put marshmallows in your mouth, and each time you add a marshmallow, you have to say Fluffy Bunny. Mm. And when you can't, then you lose. <laughs> yeah. Imagine or getting that choke. information clairsentiently. It was a fun time. That was a lovely reading. Yeah, with she a was like, soul. something with s'mores? Living people? She's no fluffy bunny. I don't think that's what it's called. It's something like that. You know You know if you know. If you know, put it in the comments in your five-star <laughs> review. <laughs> but thank you all to our patrons. Without this... Without you, this wouldn't be possible. And also our listeners, even if you're not a patron, because we understand. The Are Patreon you going to read the patrons' names? No, I have all of them, and I'll put them in here. You want to read them this time? No, I'm just letting you know it's different now, especially because we passed the uh, first of the month. We have very much less now. <sighs> I'm just saying, we could just cut it here and be like, there's too many of you. No, I have to say them. <laughs> I can't not. I really appreciate you guys, and I feel like you want the shout out, even though I'm I'm gonna lose my voice. Hang on, I have to I have to hydrate while we wait. I accept your privacy, Patreon. All right, you guys ready? Cause I'm excited, and I appreciate all of you, and I'm gonna go through every single one of you. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. I hope it makes you giggle and doesn't offend you. If someone said my name wrong, I would laugh. So, JD, Sarah, Todd, Kaylee, Eureka, Mia, Isabel, Jeremy's Random Life, Alex, Emily, Azale, Bethann, Bethann, Ferpena, I think that's how you say that. I'm very bad at Spanish. I'm sorry. What is that? How do you say sorry in Spanish? I can only think about it in Japanese. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Gome. Maria, Haley, Idhara, Faith, Alex, Alex, Caitlin, Argelia, Sasuke, Magician. Well, there's two. Ciara, Lori, Mercedes, Christine, Terry, Christina, Sky, Marie, Pierre. Oh, what's up, girl? I had a reading with Marie. She's very lovely. Sheba, Calloway, Elise, Stephanie, Jay, Kiana, Tiger Lily, Chloe, Natalia, Michelle, Mia, Joshua, Miranda, Veronica, Parker, Jennifer, Lauren, Little Universe, Shun, Esther, Brianna, Salvador, Hannah, Alexis, Natasha, Tiana, Kala, Kate, Kat, Kat, Sydney, Kate, 
Mm. Ashley, Anna, Paisley, Paula, Sharon, Melissa, Raggle, Maggie, Deanna, Tuesday, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah, Cole, Mama Lama, Shama Lama, Ding Dong, Danielle, Susie. What's up, Danielle? Lisa, Charlotte, Logan, Megan, Allie, Danielle, Jason, Practical Sapphic, Samantha, Janus. I think it's Jay, Jai, Jay. Jay. We're going to say Jay. I think that's your last name. I don't know. Maybe you're trying to do Janice, but in a cool way. Angelina, Emily, Kathy, Ashley, Veronica, Eureka, Reek, Reek, Hitch, Hitch, Wreck, Wreck. I think it's Wreck. Baby Chim Chim, Gibby, TMQ, 927, Danielle, Lexi, Petra, Sinji, Jay, Pamela, Lucas, the spider fanatic. Every time I see a spider now, Lucas, I feel like I need to stop, find my phone and take a picture of it and put it in the pet section of the Discord server. But I don't because I have anxiety about posting all the time because my mom was like, don't be on your phone all the time. But now it's like a part of my job and I really struggle with that. Jasmine, Emily, Lola or Lolo, Cora, Keely, Lacey, Jentair, Ashley, Lanita, Kara, Sandrine, Kiara, or Kira, Jennifer, Paige, Maggie, Rena, Samantha, Clarissa, Laura, Charlie, Brittany, Miss Miss Alice, Nelson, Sarah, Ashley, Sarah, Angie, Julie, Colleen, Synth, Sherry, Hannah, Ryan, Amy, Raquel, Tasha, V, Fanny, JCLO, Shelly, Grisha, Jay, Jasmine, Julie, Brittany, Paige, Marin, Christina, Christopher, Sarah, Connor, Alicia, Vanna, Amber, Satili, Joylin, Paige, Brooklyn, Courtney, Rita, Alana, Abril, Aki, Karina, Sergio, Katya, Asteria, Jade, Gaymeyer, Book, Lee, MM, Kayla, Ashley, Dallas, Sarah, Alas, Alyssa, Gannon, Veronica, Cynthia, Chris Von Kleist, Emily, Meredith, Jim, Lindsay, Beth, Ashley, Annalie, Tara, Brandy, Hazel, Marcy, Rosura, Megan, Faith, Jessica, Yasi, Glow, Francesca, Amba, Brooke, Ellie, Maya, Flavende, Leanne, O'Corona, Liliana, Anya, Abby, Kayla, Sarah, April, Cassie, Joanne, Charlie, Keisha, Helen, Natalie, Alex, Sarah, Amanda, Tuna, Izzy, Super Aru, Alexa, Caitlin, Gotskatsky, Sophia, Bria, Katie, Leanne, Bess, Brittany, Kendall, Shandy, Riley, Nakia, Okatsuama, Otakusama, Otakusama, you probably get excited or like annoyed every time you hear us say your name differently every time and by us I mean me at least it's not Korean anymore sorry Otaku-sama, Riker, Lillian, Jay, Lucretia, Brianna, Kristen, Kima, Samantha, Erica, Ian, Vanessa, McKenna, Cindy, Kylie, Mev, Trinity, Anthony, Violet, Peyton, Mac, Jenny, Laura, Bradley, Laurel, Bradley, Sandy, Nas, Sherry, Sushi, Charles, Holly, Abby, Malake. thank you all for your patronage we appreciate you and we'll see you in the Discord server. So uh, next time we're going to talk about something different. And we are your friendly neighborhood medicine cakes. You got anything else to say? I think we're going to do a reaction video. To a new channel. Are you excited? I'm excited. Who is it? You'll know. Make sure to watch our live stream on October 23rd or 24th. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save 